So you might say, well, on the one hand, I'm choosing to feel anxious about this situation I've been reading about. Or on the other hand, I'm, I'm choosing to not be anxious about it. And these little techniques can be a terrific way to give you extra control and really understand that you have the power to choose how to respond in any given situation. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe, and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits, and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine, and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly, and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. As a practicing family doctor with expertise in lifestyle as medicine, my purpose is to encourage and support you in terms of positive health, personal growth, and all things well-being. As I say, to never stop starting. Each month on a live webinar, I teach learning by doing and learning by being. The why and the how of health enhancing habits, giving you the science as well as support strategies to live with more vitality. I'd like to invite you to join my self-development club. To learn more and to sign up, visit drmarkrow.com. In recent times, the geopolitical crisis and war in Ukraine have really grabbed the headlines and have been distressing for many. And, you know, I've met patients who've been talking to me about how they're feeling extra anxious and and extra stressed. Uh, and there's no doubt that negative news and, and hearing about traumatic events anywhere in the world can cause a significant amplification of negative stress feelings and can really have a negative impact on somebody's emotional health and well-being. So in this short podcast, I want to just really take a look at this, you know, war anxiety, headline stress disorder and look at some practical ways that you can better navigate your own emotional and psychological health in these challenging times. I mean, I think it's really interesting if you look at the architecture of the brain, you know, we are hardwired for fear, for anxiety and for survival. And, you know, the amygdala, which is the red button for stress in your brain, is really always on the lookout for the dark cloud behind every silver lining. And of course, you know, emotion is so contagious, particularly negative emotion and nothing spreads like bad news. And in many ways, your mind is like a sponge soaking up everything that it's exposed to. And that is why exposing yourself to a lot of, you know, bad news and and, and, and and toxic news and distressing images from different situations can have such a negative impact on, on how you feel because you're a human being, you know, you're not immune to what's happening. And of course, it's going to impact you. And that is why you need to really be mindful of how you consume media. I mean, certainly it's really important to stay informed. It's really important to know what's going on. And I suppose fundamentally, 
it's important to understand what you can and what you can't control. I mean, Epicetus, the Stoic philosopher, used to put it so well when he spoke about this idea of differentiating between the many things going on in the world that we cannot control versus the few things we that we can. And of course, you know, and I call this circle of concern versus circle of control. And of course, well-being is not about denying reality. Well-being is not delusional. You know, you need to accept and, you know, wake up to and, and face the realities of everyday life. But of course, if you give too much of your emotional energy to, you know, the circle of concern to those events that you can't directly control or influence, that's going to take from your emotional energy. It's going to take from your your mental health and well-being, and it can have a negative impact on how you feel. So that's a really important idea to really be able to focus on those things you can control. And it's not, of course, to deny that bad things are happening in the world, but it's, it's looking really at Maya Angelou who spoke about, in life, we have two hands. One hand is to reach out and support others. And the second hand is to reach back and take good care of yourself. So you can reach out and support others right now, compassionate action, feeling and empathizing with the suffering of others and taking a positive action. There's so many ways right now that people are demonstrating caring, demonstrating positive action in terms of helping, whether it's with the refugees that are that are coming to Ireland right now, or whether it's volunteering your time or energy to support others, or whether it's making a financial contribution, if you're fortunate enough to be able to do that. So there's so many ways that you can take good care of others. But I want to focus in this podcast about the importance of taking care of your own mental health and emotional well-being. And of course, you know, it starts with self-care. And I mean, it's so easy to forget and neglect your own self-care, particularly when you're feeling stressed, but it really is the foundation stone to everything. And I think that's why it's so important to minimize your exposure to negative news, particularly on social media. I mean, Roy Baumeister, who is one of the world's leading experts on willpower and self-control, talks about the low bad diet, that, that negative news and toxic media can have such a downward impact on your well-being that you need to counteract it with, with four positive nude stories so that you have at least a, a, a ratio of at least four to one. So it's this idea of being aware of your environments and appreciating that all of the environments you spend your time in can be either health depleting or health enhancing. Don't forget your sleep. I mean, sleep is really the foundation to well-being. Having a wind down time at night, don't bring your mobile phone to bed. Don't be scrolling on social media uh, late at night. That's not going to do anything for your well-being. And of course, the blue light will inhibit your REM sleep, which is so important to extinguish feelings of fear and anxiety with the result you're feeling more stressed rather than recharged the following day. Exercise, of course, is the greatest pill of all. And simply getting up and moving for as little as 10 minutes can change your emotional state and really help to dissolve feelings of stress and anxiety while bringing on what I call the biochemical cocktail of brilliance, enabling it to think more clearly, feel more positive and feel more energized with so much more vitality. Getting out in nature, I call it exercise squared, because time in nature and research now shows that spending about 120 minutes cumulatively in nature each week is really a terrific tipping point to enhance your well-being. Not only does time in nature dissolve stress, but it boosts creativity, builds resilience, and enables you to think more clearly 
and feel more positive. Spending time with friends, being part of uplifting conversations that will strengthen and support you is really, really so important. And making time to create micro moments of positivity each day, whether it's that short coffee break, that uplifting conversation, that short amount of time in nature, all of these small little, what I call micro moments of positivity can really add up to make a big difference. And people that follow my work will know that I'm a great fan of writing things down. And of course, a written gratitude practice is a wonderful way to dissolve feelings of anxiety and toxic stress. Three things each day you feel good about and grateful for. It's a wonderful habit. And doing it at night, of course, as well, will also help your sleep. Emotional journaling. This has been shown by James Pennebacker. I interviewed him in an earlier podcast. Writing everything down on paper for 15 or 20 minutes each day for three days in a row. It's a terrific way to really have a brain dump on paper. Get all of those thoughts and emotions you're struggling with out on paper, write it all down. And after the three days, you can tear it up. You don't need to reread it or show it to anybody else, but it can be a terrific way to boost resilience and enhance your well-being. And cognitive distancing is another technique to really sit more comfortably with negative emotion like anxiety. And this is where you might describe yourself in the third person. So if you listen to this and your name is Tony, instead of saying, I am anxious or I am stressed, you might write down, Tony is feeling anxious or Tony is feeling stressed. So you're creating that distance between you and the emotional state. And that can give you enhanced perspective and enable you to better respond as opposed to react and staying stuck in the emotional state of fear or negativity or anxiety. Or you could also write down that, you know, right now I notice that I am thinking or feeling anxious as opposed to saying I'm anxious. So again, you're creating that sense of distance. Or thirdly, you might just evaluate the pros and the cons of holding a certain opinion. So you might say, well, on the one hand, I'm choosing to feel anxious about this situation I've been reading about. Or on the other hand, I'm, I'm choosing to not be anxious about it. And these little techniques can be a terrific way to give you extra control and really understand that you have the power to choose how to respond in any given situation at any given moment. And of course, some people do really struggle with more severe anxiety. And if you're struggling right now and you're feeling overwhelmed or things are getting on top of you, it could be good to go and speak to your GP or speak to a trained therapist, somebody who's trained in CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. That can be a terrific way to really hold your, it can really be a terrific way to hold your thoughts or emotions up to the light and see things a little bit differently and gain new perspectives, which can enable you to feel so much better. And finally, remember that while events come and events go, life is lived moment to moment, day by day, breath by breath. Choosing to slow down your breathing mindfully can ground you in mindful presence, dissolve toxic stress and anxiety, enable you to feel more calm, more present, more energized, more optimistic, and live more in the present while looking forward with a sense of realistic optimism and hope for a brighter, better future for all of us. 
enabling you to live with more vitality. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com. Thank you.